God, we just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you do break every chain in our life, Father. As we just submit ourselves to you, Father, and just ask for your Holy Spirit to come, Lord, we just thank you that, Lord, the anointing would just break every chain, Father God, in our lives. Lord, we just want to dedicate our lives to you again this morning. Just say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, make us whole. Redeem us, set us free, and give us the strength to live this life for you. We just thank you for it right now. Amen. Okay, we've been looking at the Holy Spirit, and um, this week might be the last week or next week, depending how much I get through. And what, what he is to us, because we get, as Christians, we get incredible help from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely incredible help. He has come now and lives inside of us. This is something that um, people in the Old Testament would have just loved to have. In fact, they would have looked forward to it. The fact that God lives in them and now he empowers them. And he, he gives us so many benefits that I want to talk about some of them today. This won't be an extensive list, but you know, it's reasonably long of some of the things that the Holy Spirit does. And next week and over the next term, and maybe the term after, depending how it goes, we're just going to really look at what it is for us as a church to be the church that we are. What are the things that we hold important? We're going to look at things like communion, baptism, the body of Christ, what it is, how it works, how it all fits together, where do small groups fit, where does church on Sunday fit, what about missional groups, what about outreach in that area, um, what about women in ministry and things like that. We're going to look at a lot of different questions as to what this church believes and where we can go forward together because I believe that the people here, as we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, we can really impact this place. And that last song, don't you just feel the force of that chorus, you know, about this power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And that is exactly what Jesus came on earth to do. He said, I've come here to set the captive free. I've come to, you know, heal the blind and, and the brokenhearted and to set at liberty those that were captive. And he said that he came to destroy the works of the devil. And we know the works of the devil are all around us. But guess what? God's got an army that is filled with the Holy Spirit. God's got an army that has God himself living inside of them as the Holy Spirit. Now, that's got to excite us in some way, surely. You know, surely we've got to sort of think that that greater is he that lives in us than he that's in the world. We need to understand that this gift of the Holy Spirit actually empowers us to be the witnesses that Christ asked us to be, but we don't have to draw on the strength of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can, um, we can suppress him in our life and we can certainly ignore him. We can, we can let his voice not speak to us. But as Christians, what we want to do and what we've been encouraging you to do is start to get before God and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Make it part of your life that you get before him and you ask to feel his presence, to know his voice and to feel his touch in your life. You can dry up so quickly without it. And I was talking to someone this week and it was just so beautiful. I just, you know how you hear stories that excite you? They, they said that they'd gone to a church meeting and, and they'd started praying in the Holy Spirit again. They hadn't done it for years and years and years. And, and two things. One was that in a worship service, he actually said, this is the first time I'd raised my hands for years. And he said, the chains just broke off me. 
He said, suddenly there was a release of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which she said, I couldn't have got any other way than being in a massive worship place. And that was Garden City in Brisbane. So there was a lot of people. It was, it was people whose hearts had come together and drawn together to praise God. And somehow, even though the Holy Spirit lives in us, in that presence and atmosphere of praise, if we push in as a people, we can see the presence of God fall in a way that is so different. It's just like a releasing, even of those that are bound, that are nothing to do with you. But as you worship and praise, God loves to dwell in that presence. He, he loves to make his home there, and it's inviting to him. It's a place where he can work because he understands that the people that are worshipping and praising him are reaching up to him, and they're wanting to grab some of the glory of heaven and bring it to earth. And God just loves that. And he came and he said, I lifted my hands, and he said, I, I've done it for years and years, decades even, and the chains broke off. We need to walk into a liberty in worship. We need to be able to boldly come before God and forget about the world and forget about people and actually hunger and thirst for him. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with us coming in here and saying, God, we want more of you. Because he might just answer that prayer. He might just come in a way that you've never experienced before. He might come in a way that loosens some chains in your life that have been tight around you for years. Worship is a release. And it's a release that allows the anointing to just come upon you, the, the Holy Spirit to just come alive within you. So... That was the first thing. The second thing was he said he started speaking with his son and he said, you know what, I haven't read the word that much for, for decades as well, like, you know, but, but all of a sudden as we were talking, I'd been praying in the Holy Spirit in the morning, fellowshipping with Christ and, and God and praying and all of a sudden all these verses came to my mind. That I, that I hadn't even thought about for so long, but the Holy Spirit was just bringing them to his remembrance. That's going to be one of the things we're talking about today. But there is power given to us through the Holy Spirit and so many gifts and benefits that we need, we need to partake of. We can't just sit there idly and think that God's going to work in our life without us getting to know him. He does, he has, yes, I get it. But do you really want to experience God in a way that brings you alive, that, that your heart all of a sudden catches on fire for things, that you get a passion for the lost, that you get a passion for the poor, that you get a passion for his word, that you get a passion for your brothers and sisters, that you're living a life now, you're living a life. You're not just existing in a world of hopelessness, but all of a sudden you've got a drive and an energy and, a, and something behind it because you're connecting with the purpose of God. Without God, there is no purpose. We live, we die, that's it. Pretty bad life if you ask me. But with God there is a purpose and our purpose is to, to glorify his name bring people into the kingdom so that we can actually live with them forever as brothers and sisters. That's a pretty good purpose, his kingdom. Anyway, let's have a little look at some of the things the Holy Spirit does. Number one, he gives us a power and an anointing. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life, that is when the power comes to do his work. We need to understand that it's his anointing, his power within us that lets us rise up. Listen to that verse again. He was, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, the Holy Spirit is with us. And he is allowing us to be co-laborers with Christ and the mission that God has to redeem this world. And it is through the Holy Spirit that we gain the power and understanding to be able to do that. When that comes on you, the Holy Spirit, when you, when you allow that work to come out of you, you'll see miracles, signs, wonders, those things, but you'll also see lives changed. Number two, teaching. He's a teacher for us. John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate, advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Does that mean we don't need teachers, we don't need pastors? Of course not. But the Holy Spirit is given to us to start to teach and unravel the word of God. We've talked about that before. But he uses... Pastors, teachers to teach. He uses people in your small group to explain the word of God. He uses your friends. But also he brings things alive within you. He brings things to your remembrance and that's the example I gave before. When you need that word of God, he will teach you what you need. He will lead you in the right way so that what you say, you haven't got from any person. God reveals it through his Holy Spirit to you. And when you're talking, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but things just jump out. It's like, wow, I didn't know that. But the person who you're talking to, the revelation that you've got is just perfect for them. At that time, the word of God that is brought up in your heart, and as the Holy Spirit teaches you what that means, you speak to them and you speak life. And you will find even today that if you let the Holy Spirit teach you, you'll be sitting here and you'll talk to me at the end of the service and you'll say, Neil, when you said this, that was pretty cool. And I'll say, I didn't say that. Have you ever been there? It's happened to me so many times and people said, oh, I remember you said that. I'm like, I didn't really say that. Not part of my message. But the Holy Spirit will grab something in that message and unravel it to you in a way that I couldn't have been explaining it because it's just for you. But if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, you can sit in this service today and you'll get nothing, absolutely nothing. The words that come out will just sound like the teachers on Charlie Brown. Nothing. Because the Holy Spirit is there to unravel the word in your life. Are you trusting on him to do that? He communicates communicates with you in a way that I can't. Because the Bible says his spirit speaks to our spirit. 
God himself speaking to you, giving you the, the um, confirmation that you are a child of his. And if you do not fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the word becomes dry. It becomes like dry wheat picks in your mouth as you try to eat them. You just can't. They don't taste good. They, they just fill your mouth and you don't want it. But if you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will find if you are someone who reads the Word of God and says, it just doesn't mean anything to me. It could well be that the reason is that you are not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to let things come out in your life. Number three is the comforter. John 14, 26. Again. The word that we read out was advocate. And that actually means a comforter, a counsellor, someone who comes beside you. They call it a paraclete. I guess it's a little bit like the parasite. (laughs) But he doesn't take, he adds to your life. And it's amazing what people will go to for comfort, even Christians. Do you know the Holy Spirit should be your primary source of comfort? You should allow him to comfort you. You might have just the worst day because of what's happened. And it's just amazing what people can turn to to comfort them, whether it's alcohol, whether it's cigarette, whether it's food, whether it's intimacy with someone, whether it's their negative friends so they can have a wingathon together and, and feel better about what had happened. And I told him and he did this and, yeah, that's good. Good on you. And they comfort you through that, but it's a false comfort. Have you ever met people like that? It's just they want to tell everyone so they can justify their behaviour, so they can justify what had happened to them and they feel comforted because now that their bad behaviour is ratified with the friends that they hang out with. Yeah, good on you. That's great. You should have told him. You know, good on you. You tell them. But you see, that's not the comfort that comes from the Holy Ghost. And so many of us will turn to other things in order to get the comfort. Now, we are meant to comfort one another. And there are things on earth that are comforting. But you know who you go to comfort will be the one you always go to. And if you go to the bottle for comfort, guess what? You'll get it from the bottle. But it will never actually change what's happening in your life. If you... Press into the Holy Spirit. He can start to work in your life and bring change about. He can comfort you even in the worst of times. There's just such amazing peace in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amazing peace. What are we up to? Four. We'll change it to letters. Truth. John 14, 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. As Jesus talking to the disciples. He's saying he's with you now, but hey, the day of Pentecost is going to be amazing. He's in you. He was with you, he's in you, and he's in the world, he's working on people's hearts. We've already talked about that as one of the things that the Holy Spirit does. He convicts the world of sin. The sin is of not knowing Jesus Christ, that's it. 
We've talked about that many times that every other sin was dealt with. There's nothing that can separate you from God's love now except for your decision, whether you want to follow him or whether you don't. That's it. But you see, we need truth. 1 John 4 verse 6 says, But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has a spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. God's truth gets in to your life through the Holy Spirit. And we need truth, don't we? One of the problems is that if we don't look to the Holy Spirit to show us the truth, we're going to look to other things again. In fact, you begin to listen to just anybody who talks, the experts, the panel, the, show, the TV show that we watch where we've got a, you know, a group of people talking about a subject and they're giving their truth. But guess what? We just read that the world doesn't know him. The world does not know the Holy Spirit and they're not even looking for him. They're not looking for what God says in a situation. So you might look at something like The View or The Project and you're thinking, wow, these celebrities or, or some amazing celebrity that says something, even if it's an angel. You need to know what the truth is, what's error and what's truth. Well, the Holy Spirit is being given to you to lead you into truth, to discern what is right and what is wrong. Because if we just want to listen to what the world says, the Bible clearly has said here that they don't know him. They don't know God. And they will throw out all different things to you that are so erroneous that they will just destroy your soul. I mean, I've seen shows where people say that affairs are great. They spice up your marriage. And everyone on the panel, oh, yeah, good on you. You know, if you can do it, go for it. And people go along with those sorts of things. They don't know the truth. The Holy Spirit wants to show you and reveal to you the truth in the Word of God. You know there's so many things that people say on TV or social commentators that just do not line up with the truth, the real truth. And we need to be Christians that draw on the Holy Spirit and draw on the Word of God so that we know the difference between what is godly and what is not because we are called to a godly life. If you're not a Christian, good luck to you. Do what you want. It doesn't matter. It will hurt other people, let me tell you that. You may suffer consequences, whatever they are, but you're not bound to obey God. But Christians, we are bound to live a holy life that is acceptable to Christ. In fact, the Bible says, be holy as the one who called you is holy. There is a standard of living that God is calling us to. We can't just do what we want. And the reason that we can't is because the Holy Spirit is in us. And we are now the temple of the Holy Ghost, God living inside of us. And he's asking us to treat him with respect, to honour the God who came and 
and lived amongst us, dwelt among us, gave his life for us, suffered a death on the cross, carried our sin so that we could live in righteousness and we could live in holiness. Truth. Not just knowing it, but obeying it. Next, the Holy Spirit leads us in life. This might have to be our last one. We are going to have to continue next week. Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. If you are God's child, the Holy Spirit will lead you. Now let me say this, that you learn to hear his voice. You learn to hear his voice. He will lead you, but you know what? Babies aren't really led as much. They're taught. But those of you who are in Christ right now, maybe you've been a Christian for 15 to 20 years or or something, if you don't know the voice of the Spirit, Who would like a son or a daughter who's 15 years old that doesn't know their voice? They haven't grown up. Do you know who doesn't know their father's or mother's voice? Those who are orphans. Those who have been adopted out. Those who have been given to another. And I would contest that hearing the voice of God is something we learn. And he wants to lead us and guide us. Think of a child when it's young, the authority, who leads them? Like you might have kids today, quite possibly you've been a kid at some time. But there are other voices that teach you. So you'll have have a school teacher, you'll have a, um, a carer or back in the old days there might be servants in the household that look after the kid and lead and guide them. But there comes a point when you need to grow up and learn to discern the voice of your father. And that's a point you need to come to. You cannot Use any excuse, actually, and I've heard them all. Too busy. Someone did this at another church. I've been hurt, and so I'm going to carry that around with me like a cloak for the rest of my life, weighing me down. And you know what? I I can't seek God because of what they've done. Foolishness, craziness. Because God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us to walk into. And when we start looking at the church as the body of Christ, there's no excuse for any one of us not to be involved in some way in building the kingdom. In fact, it's neglectful. We are called to build his kingdom. And it's a challenge, right? But we need to mature. We need to grow up. I'm pretty sure, as Paul said at one stage, he said, you know, I've got to come back and teach you. You should be teaching now. 
You should have come to some point of maturity in your life where you're hearing from the Word of God and you're teaching others, yet I've got to come back and I've got to teach you the same things. Go over the basic things. We are meant to mature as Christians and grow into who God wants us to be. And part of that is learning to hear the voice so the Holy Spirit can lead and guide us. Because we can, like I said, ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yet it's that very voice that is pushing you towards the destiny that you have in Jesus Christ. And that's the voice you ignore every day. That's the one I ignore every day at some point. But the Holy Spirit is meant to lead us into this life of amazingness, a life where we are connected totally to his call, where we are feeling his love and his joy and his peace because Jesus said, I came to give life in all its fullness. And it comes from following that voice that leads. So this is something the Holy Spirit would want to do, lead you where you're meant to go. If you have trouble hearing it, come and see me. Come and see someone else you know who's a mature Christian that listens to God. (coughs) But don't. Don't ever think you can't hear him because you can. You're his child. And the Father is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit living in you.